we've come at this slowly and gradually and as you spoke then I realized I really needed the earth program to feel my feelings because I was just like not experiencing any emotion and just shutting it all out and feeling very I'm embarrassed brings to mind of I didn't want anyone to see me be any way so if I hadn't done that work I have no idea what this experience would have been like but I needed to do that to do this and because we had that relationship I wasn't just going to go do this somewhere and we both said this at the weekend I think you're very courageous for holding space for us because we stand to gain a lot by the experience hopefully and it is a really unique experience this is aliveness I'm your host, Allison Crossway, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. So today's exciting because I'm here with Francesca and Alyssa, and we have just completed a mystery offering called Elevate for the month of April, and we're here to talk about that month. And I can't wait to see what we say because I don't know what we're going to say. And that is the amazing thing about Elevate. So saying a little bit about the program, which is that it was experimental in that I had this idea and we all agreed to go on this adventure together and see. And the idea was this high octane working with a toad medicine and very strong breath work and putting them together in a very short container, like a month which is short for most of the work that I do. And then everybody can integrate over time. I'm so happy you're here, Alyssa and Francesca. And I thought maybe we could start with saying, from your perspective, what is Elevate? I can go first. I, for me, to encapsulate it like death and rebirth, but not in such a dramatic sense. Well, maybe it is dramatic, but it's like returning to self. Mm. in its truest form so yeah I think that's what encapsulates it for me yeah and I would say it's a fast kind of hard-hitting experience with a really long and extended integration it Mm -hmm. needs to be supported by that because the integration goes on for a really long time the effects of the medicine are significant so it feels like a simpler ceremony perhaps but it has longer term benefits and integration requirements and I think even beyond the requirements, it's like, I feel still feel in it. I'm reaping the rewards in this moment. What are we? Almost two months exactly from when we started. For me, it's not just about the integration, but about sometimes when you do something really intense and you want immediate reward and you get that, but then really you continue to reap the rewards after. And I've noticed that at the beginning it was like, whoa, and now it's, oh, the patience persisting and integrate in the integration and having faith is really paying off in this moment. Who knows what comes next? But I feel like the things that are coming into my life in this moment are as a result of that catalyst. Amazing. And I do want to talk about results in a second. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the actual experience of the month that you think is interesting to share? I guess for me, the actual experience of the ceremony, particularly the second one, was incredibly profound. So I hadn't necessarily anticipated that in itself. I think the container was really necessary, the day-to-day support. The, oh my God, this just happened. Oh my God, I'm feeling like this. It was very necessary. I think when I've thought of ceremony before getting into this work, it felt like something you could just go do on a retreat, come back and do, go do your life. 
and not to say you can't and like we all did our lives and we had very full busy lives in April but I don't know how I would have I don't know if I got through but I don't know how it would have experienced that month if it wasn't with the container of support and the understanding that you've seen other women go through their version of that experience and whilst we had very different experiences in some ways there was like synergies to all of our experiences as far as I know and for me there was a lot of comfort in being like we're we're like in this together because I think if I'd gone and done it separately like gone solo or done that as just a standalone experience I wouldn't have known any better but I think it could have been quite a daunting month and for us the month spilled over right like we ended up going a bit longer I feel like I'm still in the container even though I'm not having that daily access to everyone but there's a sense of togetherness still and we have the benefit of knowing each other pretty well particularly Alyssa and I that there's that sort of ongoing I want to say sisterhood or a a word similar to and in that I think there's been a lot of comfort and it's such a unique experience like whether I ever do it again or not like I, I can't imagine another scenario that's quite so intimate like we jokingly called it but like midwifing and birthing and it really felt like that I think I even said to the person holding space for me was like if I have another baby which I will not I, like I would need you to be there <laughs> it felt that intimate in a really special way not like a I've exposed my entire self to someone in a way I didn't want to it there was an intimacy that was like very heartfelt yeah that really stood out to me too and we all grew partnerships in that that when we come back to ceremony a second time we're like I want my partner I like <laughs> you felt really drawn to that person and I felt like deeply connected to their experience when they were sad or when they were feeling joy I was feeling like you're going on the roller coaster with them and you're witnessing a really beautiful experience that maybe no one will ever get to witness from the outside that you don't even get to witness like you're in it and I think when I was in it I was like completely in a state of surrender that I've never ever experienced before I think I can only liken it to that moment before you give birth where you're just this is just happening there's nothing I can do about anything and you like let presence take you and so witnessing that from the outside for someone else was really beautiful and probably something I may or may not ever do again and some people may or may not ever get to witness so I think there's a lot of beauty in that Anything you want to say, Alyssa? Yeah, I'll add to the uniqueness of the container and recognizing it will evolve because this was a, a test run of seeing how it should go. But to add to that, that Francesca was saying, there's value in an added enhanced experience of holding space for the fellow people in your group. Unlike in a psilocybin ceremony where you're all in it, you're not really holding space, but you're present with each other. This was actually holding space for other people in your group, which made it a lot more connected in terms of the integration, the group chats that happened between and after and before ceremony. So you had this level of intimacy, which made the group experience just really added value versus anything that was not that I find them intimidating. I found them incredibly valuable, but if anything, if anyone does feel concerned or worried about, Oh, I'd rather do it privately. For example, there's a whole level of value and experience that is missed if you're not doing it in the container with others and, fellow participants in some ways yeah I love that I was gonna say gave a lot of context I think things that I witnessed and things that like my partner if you will had said 
when I experienced it and I wanted to put words to it because it didn't feel like there was any words. I was like, oh, actually, you did say something that gave context to what I experienced. And yeah, it's unique because you're doing it separately rather than at the same time where some people's fears can be like that person next to you is taking away from your experience or like encroaching on it or whatever as where this was just a different experience that I hadn't thought about till Alyssa said that as a value add. And I'll say like one of the rooms that was used for Elevate was a guest room that I have in my home that is never used. And so it's like, it's got a sparse energy. And now when I go in it, I just feel so much love. Like I almost want to make it into a temple because the work has changed. It's changed the room forever. We called it the birthing room. And it it has that feel of a room where women go to birth each other. And it had a material impact, which was really fascinating. I designed it for us to hold space for each other because that's the only way we could do it, given the numbers. And there were five of us in it and the structure of the day and all this, but it actually added so much. So there's so many interesting added layers here. Now, one thing I want to talk about is everyone who was a participant in Elevate, there were five of you, had worked with me, not just with psilocybin, but with deep inner work alongside psilocybin before. And I invited people who I felt could hold and ride the waves of this medicine because it's a big deal. And so by that, like the inner reflection and the physical self-care and the awareness meditation practices and the emotional access and the spiritual journeying, like all the things we're doing. And I was wondering what you think about that now having done it. Do you think like, yeah, absolutely. I needed that. Or like, how does that fit for you? I think with Elevate, my experience was that I don't know how a better way to say it than be careful what you wish for. Everyone wants so much, but like how much can you actually hold if you're, if you accelerate your growth or if you like really come home to yourself, it's jarring in a way. And I think if I didn't have context from doing the other work and this was a standalone experience, it was the first piece of however you want to describe it, deep work, spiritual work, any kind of like really deep work I think it would have been and this is just from my point of view maybe there's people who like to just go straight there but I think it would have been too much for my nervous system to hold and I definitely Mm. experienced that in in points but all of my intentions have been around like really opening up to that so I knew what I was getting myself in for but I think there's like a layer to it and there's a real benefit to peeling off some of those layers before you go really deep And yeah, I think even myself a year ago would have had maybe a different experience or just retreated rather than been able to enjoy the fruits of everything. Yeah, Um, I would add to that too. I think there's a level of ability to block medicine that everyone has. I think if you ended something this powerful in working with this medicine in a state of just a somewhat lack of consciousness or lack of self-awareness and you're in a more of a starter state, you could call it, I think it either wouldn't serve you as well or it could catapult you in a sort of not great spiral because you need to be able to hold the effects of it and manage the effects of it. Mm-hmm. So whether you've done, obviously your starter programs, Allison, are incredible and that's what we would both probably recommend. 
But if you've done self-work elsewhere, you've done, let's say, ayahuasca journeys, or you're at a certain level of self-awareness and consciousness that you're like, no, like I'm, I've done the work. I'm ready to take it to the next level. But this isn't the starter. This isn't the gateway drug. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> No, it's yeah. even the gateway experience, I think. I would say, like, I really mean it when I say death and rebirth. And rebirth is amazing, right? Everyone's like, oh, I want to be reborn. But do you want to die? That's the thing. And can you allow yourself to do that in order to be reborn? And I don't think there's this, like, hierarchy that you should have to want to do that to experience growth or anything. So I'm not saying this is what you should aim towards or this is what you should do. And I don't think it's for the faint of heart. And I'm very much a more person like all in. And I recognize that comes with its own set of challenges. So I probably would be someone if I didn't know, if I hadn't had this experience, who would be like, yeah, let's go, I'll do that. But I think the question is, are you trying to skip steps? Is there something you're trying to avoid? Do you have some sort of resistance that doesn't make you want to address the slow and gradual process that ultimately leads to more sustainable results because yeah I could have done it a year ago and I think sitting here now today uh, having done everything else I don't think that would have been right for me but I know there's a real temptation to be like let's cut to the chase let's get to the good part and I think that there's it's like the instant gratification that we're all designed in this present time they just want to say cheap but like it feels like that sometimes and I'm saying this from my own point of view because I'm like oh is there a way I can cheat and just get straight to that and not go through the hard parts why wouldn't you want that but actually I think the challenges or like in my case like the death to get the rebirth was part of it because I had to surrender so in this particular scenario I had to fully surrender and I don't think I've ever done that in my life I'm a hardcore people pleaser so surrendering and not even in ceremony caring what the people holding space for me thought which is something I've worked through in all of my work with you that was the first time I can truly say I was like it didn't matter I didn't think of it and I really did surrender to the experience fully which would have been really scary before because I think one of our ceremonies I was like I don't even want to move in case someone thinks I'm being annoying and I wasn't moving and I was having a horrible time and that allowed me to see that was a pattern and like work on that before I went into something that was going to be way more extreme essentially. Oh I don't that too in that I think you have to be at a certain level to be able to work with this medicine but I would caveat that there's different levels in which you can work with it so it's not and that's what was so important to me because I had made friends with my mushroom teachers. I felt good with that medicine. And this was a new medicine that I was pretty scared of because there can be extreme experiences with it or just very large experiences with it. And so I was somewhat terrified of that from many levels for many reasons. The medicine meets you much like any other. So it's not an all or nothing like grenade of an experience mm. necessarily. If you want that, it can be that and you can choose that, but you can also choose to integrate it in lower doses which makes for a more moderate, mild, but very significant experience still. And I personally still know I want to do more work with this medicine because I took it in baby steps. But in my case, I didn't have a death, rebirth. It wasn't as significant as Francesca's incredible experience. I ingested a lot less. I went into it with a little more apprehension. So I think the medicine met me where I needed. 
That's a really good point, Alyssa. And the program now is designed to give you a chance to have your intro and then to build if you want to, like you all did. Because I think that the comfort in your body with the medicine is really important. But the first time I did it, I just got blown out and I completely died. And even the facilitator in retrospect said, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. And I'm like, but you did. We make mistakes. It turned out fine. But still, I think that gradual, they call it a handshake dose where you just say, hey, how are you? It's important. Yeah. And it really was for me. So if anyone's apprehensive about it or hesitant to do that next step because they hear stories about how big this medicine is, it doesn't have to be. I think what's interesting about us is that we did have, I don't want to say like the ends of the spectrum because I think it's somewhere closer like this, but by intention, right? I was a bit like, let's go for it. But I still had the experience of a lesser dose to see if I really wanted to do that. And to be honest, if I just had the first dose, I would have thought I had a very extreme experience. It's just like everything in context, right? And then to be able to be like, okay, I think I can contextualize what that feels like if I go deeper, then you have the opportunity to do more in the same way that Alyssa did as well. And I don't think that means you do less, you get less. I think we've both had really impactful experiences. I don't necessarily feel that I have unfinished business at this moment in time, because like we said at the beginning, the integration is quite long. And anytime I think this is done, I don't know if it's ever done, but I'm like, if I notice a bit more expansion or I notice new things opening up for me and I think we've both experienced that at least as far as I know and so I don't think it's like you have to go and have my experience or Alyssa's experience I think every medicine journey you should be guided by yourself and your own intuition versus what you should do or what you should be scared of use yourself as your guide almost really that's right I totally agree with that people know what medicine is right for them next we've used the word integration a lot today. Let's get more specific so that people know what we mean. So you have a medicine experience in a ceremony, whatever way you're taking the medicine, and this applies to psilocybin or toad or all the medicines, but in this case, we're working with toad. And then we're talking about integration. Now, the conceptual piece of integration is it's bridging our day-to-day life. Oh my God, I have a to-do list and it's the morning or I have to feed the kids with, oh my God, I'm one with the whole universe. How do those two things come together? And I remember when I first did Toad, I said to my friend who'd also done it, I said, what does this have to do with anything? I'm never going to be able to work again. And he said, give it time, give it time. And I just wonder what you two would say about what does integration look like specifically? How have you managed it? What is it for you? I would say for me, integration means being hyper aware of how I'm feeling both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and then doing things to either soothe or support whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's that level of awareness that's needed to be able to work through whatever the medicine is bringing up or bringing to light. So that's what integration feels is to me. And then I think if I stay consistent with my practices that I do on a regular basis, if they feel good and right post ceremony in the integration, then I usually have a more enhanced or slightly different relationship with them a little bit then too. I call you the queen of the tools because you are so good at keeping access to tools that work and using them on your own behalf. 
yeah, I need like an action plan always. So I have my little toolkit. If I'm feeling unsettled, I'm like, what do I do to support this or work it through? So yeah, so it's valuable to do that stuff. It helps the medicine work harder, I think, for you and helps you to integrate what you're feeling into your daily life better. Totally. What about you, Francesca? What's integration? I think awareness. I am a fan of daily practices. So that I found them to be grounding, like a kind of reminder if everything else feels a bit wobbly, that I could come back to that. And that also looked mm-hmm. like coming back to my intention and being like, I did this for a reason, like things are changing and I wanted change. And you can't immediately be like, no, don't let anything change. So it's reminding myself constantly of the intention that I do have, again, lots of tools like Alyssa and being aware of what I needed. And then the other piece for me was like riding with the waves of the external. So there was lots of things externally in my life that felt out of my control that didn't feel like they were actually aligning with what I wanted. But actually looking back, I think that they all happened for a very good reason. Like one of those things, for example, is my kids have been sick for almost a month solid and they were very ill at one very specific point where we were I think I had a week where we're all lying on the sofa and I'm like oh this is a reminder to surrender instead of being like oh this isn't fair my kids are sick and fighting against it which obviously you do a little bit anyway I was like okay if that's what's happening externally like I'm gonna have to ride with this and most of those external things that I would have probably said if you wrote them down on paper in the 1st of April as a list of all the things that have happened externally to me, I'd be like, oh, God. But actually, I think they were all serving me and I had to surrender and go with them. And so I think that was the awareness piece, right? Of Oh, this is happening for me. How do I ride with this mm-hmm. rather than reject the medicine, reject the lessons and just like recoil in and be like, this didn't work and life's not fair and I'm just going to sit on the sofa and feel sorry for myself. So it was like a combination of those two things. And in my particular experience, the external forced me to go inward and slow down, actually. I think it was like slowing me down because everything else was so rapid. But that's obviously my specific set of scenarios. So really it was the awareness and the grounding daily that helped. And it was really interesting to watch the speed of your external moving and the size of the invitation you had to surrender after just having died and rebirth. I think that's a very good example of how it can go and how it does go. It's one thing to die and be reborn in ceremony, and it's another thing to surrender to life being not at all what you want over and over again and you let yourself die to yourself the sufi expression die before we die and that's really part of what the medicine helps us do is loosen and then be a little better but it's a tough ride yeah you what you said about loosening i think it was like i had gripped so tightly to like how i thought things should go and that's a pattern of mine mine too and so some of the external some of like my just day-to-day life felt a little bit at times like things were crumbling um even between the two ceremonies I'd like everything in my house started breaking we had like mice and I was like what's happening and yeah it was almost like comical but I think again it was like a crumbling of things in order to like a physical like actual everyday life stuff because you said in ceremony it's like oh I died and reborn and if you'd have watched it or been a fly on the wall I probably did look like I was 
giving birth to myself but that's not true in real life right what does that actually look in real life it's like a crumbling of things that you're like oh I need this still and I need this to be perfect and I need that to be perfect and actually it was like oh I don't get to have a choice if things are crumbling I don't know how to do it the universe or something bigger the medicine is doing that and now I feel like standing here in June I'm like okay there was a reason this is to my higher good and I'm starting to see some of that come good again so I think you have to I think you have to be willing to be patient and willing to take the rough with the smooth part and I think of that's it. really where the support comes in that I think is essential that was my experience I wanted you all to have that because to do that alone is really intense and I do want to talk about results in a second I just want to mention before we do like tools to support you all did a whole wide range of things like breathwork techniques fascial stretch therapy and block therapy ways of getting at subtle parts of the body we did some tapas acupressure technique which is an energy psychology kind of form of tapping to shift and release and relax we did some shamanic journeying and connecting with our guides and there was even a dismemberment journey that i know you did and found powerful so you have this medicine experience and then we're working the different energies physically emotionally mentally and spiritually to help you bridge so that then yeah the kids are sick or building a business or whatever it can come together like this and i know that both of you have reported one result that i think is really cool i want to hear it's early let's be clear it's very early because it is today june 2nd and our container extended a bit we finished may 15th so i'd love to talk to you in a year but from this vantage point what did you gain from this i think for me it was i have a lot of anxiety in general and for me it was helping me further that next level of managing it on a day-to-day basis finding that equilibrium finding that level of grounded balance on a regular basis And then in the face of, you know, the demons that come up, I'm better able to separate myself a little bit from it, from that, to see it as different, even though it's still affecting me, but to not be it, if that makes sense. So this Mm -hmm. further kind of supported that movement that I was already on. And then I think it opened some gateways for my, and you can call it whatever you want, your access to your soul, your access to your guides, higher power, the divine any sort of guidance outside of your own little monkey brain, wherever it comes from, however it exists, it comes from outside in some capacity or deep within, I don't know. And I found a greater connection to that. I think the medicine really opened up that channel and I feel like it just started to poke holes in it. That's beautiful. And I know that's very important to you in particular. Francesca, what did you experience? I guess in something that's somewhat tangible, I'm someone who would probably labor over things that not other people think, like I'm not constantly thinking, like worrying about what other people think, but I care deeply and probably too deeply about the other person sometimes at the detriment of what I think I should do for myself when that other person is not affected or not thinking at all. And so I think that for me, the sort of return to myself of not even noticing that I wasn't doing it at all was somewhat revolutionary so it was I would have scenarios where I'd be like oh I didn't even do that thing that I normally do and I stop myself from doing and I'm conscious of so that was quite powerful and then I think with to speak to Alyssa's point I had my own version of that 
that might not be quite so profound, but I've had very many experiences over the last two months where I was like, oh, wow, I, I was meant to be here and hear this thing by this person in this moment after that or where something that someone else might have experienced with me or been to seemed way more profound to me where I was like, yeah, I had to be here to hear this or that had to not happen for this Mm -hmm. to happen. So I think it's my experience of being that connected to spirituality or however you interpret it as an individual. So I've definitely had my own experience of that. And the last thing I'll say is with the external feeling like it was crumbling at times, I'm sat here now on June 2nd having a lot of faith in moving forwards that if and I think I said this to you maybe even before we went into this I've been someone who's lived my life up until a point not really caring too much so I'm like oh everything will work out in the end and as I've gone through periods of adulthood particularly in the last 10 years that has been called into question and mm-hmm. it scared me at points and I feel like I've come home to that Whatever's bad that's happening, I know at some point I'm not going to think that anymore and I'm actually going to be like, oh my God, thank God that happened because look where I am now. And so I think in the returning to self, I've come back to that comfort of it's okay. Like May 1st, I felt a bit like what the hell is happening here for many reasons. And like now I'm here on June 2nd being like, yay, that was great. (laughs) So I think there's a lot of comfort in that. And it's maybe the combination of the two. Yeah. Exactly. And I want to mention before we finish that both of you separately said to me the experience of very easily focusing and creating in your work life. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. That's actually been something that's really effective in the day to day. And again, I've had a month where I haven't been able to work very much. I've had a lot of kids home. I've had all of the stresses constantly and I had one week where I was like, hang on, how did I get all my work done though? Because I usually do this with, I don't know, 25 hours of childcare or whatever. And I realized it was because when I'm much more present and in the moment. So if I go to get something done, as long as I've had enough sleep and like I'm somewhat functioning, I can be like go as where before I'd be someone who'd be like million tabs open in my mind on my actual computer and flicking between the two and not really quite getting anything done as where I've noticed if I give myself an hour that the time has floated by and I've got a ton done and then I'm a bit like oh what else am I meant to do but it's almost disorientating because I haven't can't remember the last time I felt that was possible I'm not saying it happens every moment and every day but It was actually Alyssa that had said something to me about it. And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Actually, that has been happening. And I hadn't even paused to realize. I think it's the same as the people pleasing where when I paused to realize, I was like, oh, I've been doing this differently. And I didn't even know. It's not like I'm trying to do that. It's all just happened. And I think you said it to me, Alison. I feel much more connected to like my life force energy. Interestingly, we both have just done a Reiki attunement. And that really affirmed it where I was like, oh, wow, I feel so connected to this when I choose to be present. And I'll share, Alyssa and Francesca gave me a Reiki treatment two days ago, and it was extremely powerful. I felt a whole nother level of, wow, I'm really being held by strong, powerful women running a lot of energy. And that was really cool. Thank you. (laughs) Do you want to say anything about the business, Alyssa? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For me, it's all connected. So it's the idea of that 
moving through life in flow with my intuition and my guidance, not my monkey brain, I like to call it. It's the worry brain, the stress part, the dysfunctional, not helpful brain. And so for me, the dismembering ceremony was really helpful as a reminder of that because in it, amongst many things, you dismember yourself. And my soul literally came out of my body and then it stretched and I was grounded and connected from above. And when I put myself back together again or was put back together again, my brain was out. It was like by the fire out of my body. And so for me, that's a really important conscious reminder that think less, do with intuition, do with a level of presence and consciousness without thinking. The less I think, the more productive I am in my life, in my business. So that's the state I'm always seeking to be in. You said something to me, Alyssa, somewhere along this process, and correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but you said something like, oh, I I don't do that anymore. I don't think about that anymore. I don't worry about that anymore. But that was what I took from it. And I've really used that because I've noticed that when I connect to like present moment, my life force, which feels a lot like more intense than it used to, that actually is really easy to get out of that headspace. And I think that's where like the flow state comes from that I've like unconsciously been doing. And when I started actually doing that, I realized that like not that much has changed in my physical life from May. A lot has changed. And in other words, a lot hasn't changed. But my ability to be like, stop that, I'm here, has been a lot easier. And so, yeah, that tool that you gave me was super powerful. But I think it encapsulates exactly what you've just explained. Amazing. Amazing. So Francesca has worked with me in Embark and Empower. And Alyssa has worked with me in Expand and Empower. And there has been a lot of foundational work done before we stepped into Elevate. And I think of Expand and Embark as the Earth programs, working with psilocybin, doing the messy work, getting connected to the body, setting the boundaries, feeling the feelings, like all of that, getting the practices set. And then Elevate, I dub the Heaven Program, which is the opportunity to connect to those cosmic energies at a very high level. It's a very different energy and really also incredibly powerful. And I'm so grateful, Alyssa and Francesca, for your courage and your openness and your yes and your trust in yourselves, in the medicines, in life, in me, because it's just spectacular to watch. And then you're willing to come and talk about this publicly so other people can get a flavor for what it is possible. And with this medicine in particular, it's not as well known. And there's a lot of talk. It's often very masculine, the talk about it. So you're making a real contribution by willing to share your experiences. I love you both very much. Thank you. I want to echo that back though, because we actually spoke about this at our Reiki attunement that like someone else had said about it. And I was like, the thing is that I wouldn't just do it. I'm doing it because I have a relationship with you. As you've said, we've come at this slowly and gradually. And as you spoke, then I realized I really needed the earth program to feel my feelings because I was just like not experiencing any emotion and just shutting it all out and feeling very 
I'm embarrassed brings to mind of I didn't want anyone to see me be any way so if I hadn't done that work I have no idea what this experience would have been like but I needed to do that to do this and because we had that relationship I wasn't just going to go do this somewhere and we both said this at the weekend I think you're very courageous for holding space for us because we stand to gain a lot by the experience hopefully and it is a really unique experience but I just kept thinking oh my god like why does Alison want to do this but but more just that is a really brave and courageous thing to do to we've said it before but like midwife that experience and I think that's really special and I really appreciate that and so I just want to say when people are thinking about it that like the relationship you have with that person is so much it's like such a gain because you go through that process it's not about have to do all these things it's like you gain that relationship of trust so that when you do elevate if you choose to that you're like really supported and you have that uh, relationship but that isn't what I was trying to say so I think that's really important to note because if this wasn't available if this was available in many places I would choose you because of the relationship and the history of work and just feeling safe in your presence rather than a stranger in a room. I so appreciate that, Francesca. And it's something I was thinking about earlier because it goes both ways. I'm not going to do this with someone who contacts me and I don't know them yet. The way that I can do it is one, having done a lot of letting go myself in medicine and the trust that we have. I know you and I can feel you and I know what you're bringing to the table. And that makes me able to trust that you're going to be okay. And that there is this mutual trust and commitment between us. And so I'm so glad you brought that up because that's important. And there's a lot of people facilitating this medicine. I don't know if you know this, but there's, I won't name it, but there is a weekend course to teach you how to facilitate this that is available. That's just terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. No, it literally is. And so I think these voices, like these things that we're saying are very important. And I think that's where the fear comes from. Like I think someone had mentioned it to Alyssa and I, they said, oh, I didn't know if I could do it because I was scared. And I'm not saying we was like going into it being like, let's go. We had our own fears, obviously, but the trust was there. And I think that just elevates the fear if you don't know the person and you don't even have that relationship with them. It's like there's no other experience that's like that intense in the world that you would do you wouldn't actually I was going to say you wouldn't find a stranger and marry them but I know that is a thing people do so that's not a good example but it's like that's really intense and that elevates your fear and you could have the trust and you could have a totally different experience by choosing really wisely who you work with and having the relationship first. I think it can make a completely very negative, very different experience in doing this work with someone that is not highly experienced and highly trusted. I would never do this work without you, Allison, or someone I trusted to that level and that degree. Because I can remember many times in ceremony, whether it's psilocybin ceremonies in power, or certainly in my second ceremony doing toad, when my own anxiety rises, I look to you as my support and guide, like literally, like, subconsciously reaching for you and it makes me sad to think about you not being there I couldn't do it it's just stupid it's just stupid for people to do this in any kind of recreational way they're just hurting themselves in a lot of ways if they're at that level then power to them you as an expert can do journeying 
on your own in ways, but certainly anyone at our level, that's just. And I think you're putting the other person in an unsafe place. I think I would have felt like I was doing a disservice to you. And I know there's like a customer experience here, but it's really far beyond that. If you're entering in this to think about the money that you're exchanging, then you're like totally in the wrong place. Like seriously, this is nothing to do with the exchange of money. There are way other ways to make money. (laughs) Yeah. And I, yeah, this is, no, I'm no, but I mean from the person going into this as the customer here, I want to say that if you think saving $500 to do it with someone that you've never met, that's not the way to be going about this. It's such an intimate experience and it's so unique. And I would feel like I was doing you a disservice to put you in a vulnerable position in the same way I'd be putting myself in a vulnerable position to not have the trust. Yeah. Wow. This was a really important coda. I'm really glad this came up. Anything else that you want to say before we finish today? You feel complete? I feel complete now. I've said that actually, which I hadn't thought wasn't, I would have said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If this resonates with you, Be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today.